Live from Cobb County, they're coming off the top rope. If they can actually climb up there. You gotta be kidding me! It's time for the finishing move. Our chance to talk all things wrestling with the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe. The finishing move on Atlanta's SportsX. Good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome to another edition of the finishing move. Big John Radcliffe along with one third, one quarter, one percent. Can you do your math? Carry the one Divided by two. Don't forget the cotangent. One of the guy, other guys, part of the finishing move. So obviously, we are not paying off on the tease that we have said <laughs> we would do this year. Guys, you got to help me out with this. We are not doing the best of oh. job delivering on this tease because we have not had all three of us <laughs> together. But we are still here. We are still going to talk all things wrestling. All things wrestling with you guys today. Big John Radcliffe, along with my tag team partner, Chris Colwell, the bearded board op, the bearded wrestling fan, the bearded married man, the bearded producer, the bearded guy driving in a rainy day on Thursday night, and the bearded guy who's here to talk a little bit of wrestling. Mr. Colwell, good evening. Good evening, sir. It's good to be back. Missed last week. Fighting a little bit of a cold. Still voice a little a little rocky as I'm trying to get through it, so just bear with me, but I'm glad to be back. I did listen to the show last week. Y'all did talk about that off the top, that, hey, at some point, we're going to have all three of us. Once again, we have failed in that effort. So here we are in February. We had all of January. None of us were all together. A one time in January, right, we were all together. It was a one-time event. They're, you know, Impact Wrestling has more pay-per-views than we have the three of us together. NWA has put on more pay-per-views in the last two months than we've been together the entire existence of, uh, since, well, since I've joined the show. So are you saying you're the bad luck charm? Apparently so. Are, are you the bad juju or, of the show? Oh, you know, I pick up the slack when Road Dog can't be here. Maybe he's getting a little lazy. Maybe he's like, oh. you know, maybe I don't have to be here. Oh, boy. Maybe I can put some other things prioritized. Because you know what? That other guy will pick up my slack. It's oh, fine. Boy, that is that shot's fired. Shots fired. Road Dog, if you're listening or anyone out there listening, if you want to be a part of the show, call us 404-741-1230, 404-741-1230. Also, you can hit us up on social media. Colwell, where can they find you? At Bearded Colwell. That's it? That's it. We're sure? also in the show itself is at Wrestle Sports X. I say that slowly on purpose. At Wrestle Sports X. I'm not touching that one with him. And you can also follow me at JohnRad450. So today we're going to go over, obviously, a little AEW as we inch closer and closer to AEW coming here to Atlanta. NXT, one of my favorites, has returned. If you are a long-time, long-time fan of the finishing move, you know who I'm talking about. As well as we're going to talk a little, little bit of Monday Night Raw. And also, make sure you go to ATLSports.com. You can hear the every show that we do, as well as you can hear our podcast, The Finishing Move, The Dark Matches, where tonight... We are going to discuss one of the most underrated and maybe underappreciated wrestlers that's out there. You got to listen in to get the rest of it. But now, let's talk a little AEW. As AEW were Cody Rhodes. Cody had a rough night, man. Yeah, he did. I'm just going to be honest with you. (laughs) Look. That's a tough man. For anyone out there who says, wrestling's fake. Wrestling's, it's not real. According to the pictures that I saw on social media, those look pretty real to me. That didn't look uh, like makeup. It was a gimmicked belt. He wasn't really hitting him. That 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 didn't look fake to me, bro. <laughs> As Jr. would say, "How do you learn how to take a whipping at the hands of a belt?" I mean, it's like the old fall off the ladder thing. How Man. do you learn to fall off a ladder? Look, MJF. 
He gave Cody Rhodes 10 lashes. Not Bobby Lashley. <laughs> 10 lashes. Lash LaRue? You're raging Cajun. If you don't stop going that far back in time, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't conducive <laughs> of us growing our audience because you're going so far back in time, there are people trying to... Cool. Lash LaRue. They are Googling that. <laughs> but he took 10 straps from MJF. Now, look. We've Not all, just MJF. Yeah, you're... But... In the battle of it and even watching it, I love Cody's passion that he's putting into this this company. And that's the best thing that I can say that what it is. He's putting his passion into this company. He's actually letting it bleed through in terms of what he's doing, in terms of the way that he's doing things. He's actually just letting it bleed over and naturally come out through the screen. There's nothing there, There's nothing fake about this. There's nothing kayfabe about this. There's nothing that is just in terms of what he's doing. And this is not to diminish anything of what like a uh, a Kenny Omega or or the uh, the Young Bucks or this is not to diminish anything what they're doing, but to watch from that promo that he cut to just what he's mm-hmm. doing in the ring, he's actually letting his passion, his desire to have this be successful come through the screen. Well, it's the stories he's telling, and it's all reality based. It's not some hokey stuff. That nobody believes going back to what WWE's doing a lot of times, like with the Lana and the Lashley thing. This is realistic stuff, and he's just doing so great. To still, uh, he's showing his acting ability, really, and the ability to tell a story. Much like, you know, I was just used to say Shawn Michaels was the best storyteller I ever saw in the ring. I mean, when Shawn Michaels was in pain, you believed he was in pain when he was trying to elaborate that to you. Except That's, for when he took on Hulk Hogan. That, yeah, well, that, that one was... <laughs> Even over the top. Uh, I don't know. Hulk was really pounding him in that night. I mean, he was making, he was really hitting Sean hard. Let's be honest. But no, no. Cody. Let's not be honest. He wasn't. <laughs> he didn't, he Why didn't. are you ruining that illusion for the folks that have gone the last fifteen years thinking, man, Hulk Hogan was really mad at Shawn Michaels that night? Because first of all, because Road Dog has portrayed me as the ultimate hater of Hulk Hogan. I do not hate Hulk Hogan. I do not despise Hulk Hogan. It's just I don't need to see Hulk Hogan in another match in any wrestling company. I don't even care if it's Impact Wrestling ever again. I do not despise Hulk Hogan is a part of my childhood. He is a part of the lexicon of any child born between the virtually the 70s, 80s, and the early portion of the 90s. He's a part of the lexicon of your childhood. But I don't need to see him Fair in enough. a wrestling ring at, in 2020 ever again. No, I, agree. I absolutely agree with Sorry you on about that. But, that. Yeah, hey, it's it's a good thing. You know, Adam, I'm pretty sure he would have been happy if Hulk Hogan would have came out during the Royal Rumble, been the one to eliminate Brock Lesnar and gone to WrestleMania. But nobody needs to see that really 20 years after it should have happened in the first place because I was done seeing Hulk Hogan wrestle probably after 2003. So Better I'm with me. you. I totally agree with you on that. That said, you know, Cody is just such a great storyteller at this point in his career. He's really learned his craft, and you're getting to see it because he's getting to tell the story that he believes, and he really wants to tell. It's not something he's being fed from a writing team in WWE, and it's amazing. Look at the segment last night. I mean, as he's taking the beating and he's just he's in so much pain, the added element of having Brandy come down to the ring at the ver- before the very last hit saying, I love you, baby, just one more, one more, and just encourage him to muscle it up just to take one more strap so that he can get that match with MJF. Just amazing stuff. I thought the storytelling was great last night. And to add to it, I mean, everybody that came down, they showed the support, and you could see, you got to believe, honestly, if you hit a man with a strap and he hops up like that, he really wants to punch you. 
There, there's nothing. There's nothing fake about that. He yeah. really <laughs> wants to rear back. And he just wants to clock you across your chin one time. And even if you if you've seen him on social media, if you've seen him on Twitter, uh, Brandy posted pictures. Cody has posted pictures of his back. Like I said, you can't fake that. You can't make that up. Now, one of the things that you can fake is that John Moxley has an eye injury. <laughs> your favorite angle of all time? No, that's actually Lashley and Lana. That's a different <laughs> one. I can actually tolerate this one. But that's I'm I'm struggling with this, and I'm really, really kind of wanting them. I see what they're trying to do. You're, you're trying to go a little bit extra. You're trying to go a little bit over the top. And I, I'm going to compare and contrast the, the two, I'm going to call them injuries. Because we had John Moxley take on Ortiz. And he pulled out the key to you know his Ford GT. He hit Ortiz in the eye with it. Basically, an eye for an eye. Okay, we really believe in this. Sure, why not? Well, what do you like better? Do you like Chris Jericho pulling that little fake-looking spike off of his jacket and doing it, or do you like John Moxley taking his key, hitting the little button to make it kick out, and hitting Santana with the okay. key in the now, eye? I told you I'd do a compare and contrast of this. Okay. That was one that took place. You also had Dr. Britt Baker, want to get it right, oh. taking on, oh. I can't say her name, Yuka's... A kid. Yuka Saka Suzuki? I've, we found somebody in AEW that might be smaller than Marco Stunt, and that's saying something. But y- Yuka, <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Would you like name. me to take a shot at that? Sure, go ahead. Give it a tour. Okay, well, first got to see the name. Hold so, on. Let, you me know get over, let me get over the dump button because you might <laughs> slip up and get us taken off air. But basically, she took on a competitor. Yuka, I can't say her last name. I'm We're not going to try to. If you listen to AEW. Yuka Sakazaki. That doesn't even sound right. But okay, Yuka we'll Sakazaki. Where she took her put her mouth on the bottom rope, and basically gave her a curb stop. Now, the way, you know, she was bleeding from the mouth, she even spit out a tooth, whether real or fake, that's a lot more believable to me. You're not going to have me believe that Ortiz and Moxley, they're walking around here with eye patches on. Absolutely not. I take that one, and kudos to Dr. Britt Baker and whoever came up with the angle that she's going with in the direction, because I like it, because she could turn out to be one of the best female heels that's out there. Just don't let her on the microphone, please. Just let her be that nasty heel that's knocking out the tooth. I actually, yeah, I thought that was interesting. That was outside the box. I mean, she's technically a dentist. Why not have that be? At least she's a legit dentist. She's not Dr. Isaac Yakum. I mean, at least she's legit, right? Are you going to name a wrestler that might be from the <laughs> even the 90s? What did you go back to 87 for Dr. Isaac Yankum? That's the mid-90s. That's Glenn Jacobs before he became Kane. Yes, we good grief. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> that said, I mean, look, I didn't really mind the tit for tat there with John Moxley. Now he's you know basically half blinded Santana. Okay, no, he's even the odds with that. I do wonder though, is Moxley looking too strong against the inner circle? Because you know, pretty much after that one beating where he got his eye taken out, he's pretty much had the the run of them. He's controlled the rivalry. He's been able to get out of danger and not get beaten down. I mean, at this point, is, is he going to look too strong going into Revolution? Well, I think that's going to have to part of be part of it. You can't just have him constantly keep getting beat up. Like, he's going to be the loner. He's not going to have any help that's out there. So to some degree, you're going to have to allow him to just – get over in whatever way, shape, form, or fashion and pick and choose his shots. Now, I do like the fact that, number one, they're still giving giving kind of a nod back, an homage back to the Shield where he's going in and out through the, through the crowd. I do appreciate that portion of it. 
I do appreciate the portion he's doing it where, where you know he's not. It was weird seeing him in wrestling tights. Oh yeah, it, it's kind of cool. Let let him go back to the fatigues. Let him go back to the cargo pants. Great, I like it. Uh, it's gonna have to happen. I think inevitably what'll have to happen in me speculating and one of the things that I think would be really cool as as other individuals leave WWE, let them start to join Moxley on a, some sort of crusade, whatever it may be. You go that angle where we talked about it. You weren't here, but uh, Luke Harper he got his he got his release. Mm-hmm. Let him sit out for his six months. Let him become you know part of Moxley. They don't even have to talk. They don't have their because that wasn't one of Luke Harper's strong points. The, the what got Luke Harper over outside of his athleticism was Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt and, and the the creative genius that he is, what he did in terms of the fireflies and all of that. That was a big portion of it. So I think if you allow that to happen and you let them join the crusade, I think it'll help out inadvertently more. Well, you could go that route. I just don't know. I really like John Moxley as the loner type. He's got that Steve Austin edge where. Well, I mean, Steve Austin didn't need anybody. Why does John not Moxley need anybody? That doesn't mean that John Moxley needs to win all the time either. But uh, you know, at some point, you know, he can win the title or he cannot win the title. Really, to me, it doesn't matter for him at this juncture of his career and where he's at in AEW. But I like really where they've gone with him. I like him staying there, out even as a heel or a face, whatever you want to go with him, he can still be that that heel that just you know, gets over by doing dastardly things, but he's not actually, you know, he doesn't have a stable. He's not beating people down. So, I mean, yeah, sure, you could put him in a group, but I don't know that he necessarily need to do that. So overall, for AEW, for last night, for those who haven't seen it, for you, what do you give it a grade? How do you grade it out? AEW last night, I'm going, I'll give it a B. I thought it was a pretty good, strong episode. Lots some good storyline development throughout there. A lot of progression. I, I like you're you're slowly seeing how the elites kind of coming apart with Adam Page and his <laughs> drinking issue, I guess you want to call it. And I like the Lucha Brothers getting a big win last night. Huge I mean, win, yeah. I feel like, look, you and I are both huge fans of the Lucha, Lucha Brothers. Correct. And I feel like they basically, in an attempt to get other tag teams over, you know, teams like the Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers inadvertently put themselves lost in the shuffle. It's like Lucha Brothers have just kind of been there, and they absolutely deserve to have a run with this AEW tag team title, and I really want to see them get back into that title picture sooner rather than later. No, I agree with you there. I think that's one of the things that I like, and I and I hope as it's taking more and more shape, and I, I'll go ahead and tease this a little bit, uh, keep up on uh, ATLSportsX.com. We are hoping that we will get a, a special interview with the Young Bucks where we can talk more about the tag team division. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that. We will tweet that out as soon as we get confirmation on all of that, but we're hoping that we can have that up for you guys. We'll be able to get that out and we'll air some of that during the show during next week's show as well. Cause the tag team division, honestly, we see it in uh WWE where basically you can really just kind of oh my goodness. let it go. <laughs> no do we way. even need to put time and effort into talking about it? Well you do because the Usos are back and we know that they're not gonna separate the brothers. And you can't separate twins. They never did they tried to with the Bellas, it didn't work. They, the Usos are the only other twins they've had. Well, hold on a minute. You're comparing the Bellas to the Usos. You got two talented tag team wrestlers in the Usos, but then you've got the Bellas. Well, I think Adam would say that the Bellas are talented. Yeah, but he would probably have to elaborate on that. He wouldn't. He'd just say that they were talented. <laughs> Nikki, Nikki got really good at the end, but I never thought Bree really developed all so the. So you're saying Nikki's talented uh, as a wrestler? Yes. 
I can't answer any any other questions because I do, I don't know the answer to that. You'd have to ask John Cena. Well, they're not together anymore. Or the other guy, whatever his name is, if you can pronounce it. By the way, congratulations to both the Bella both twins on being pregnant. Yes. How crazy is that? Like, literally, they get pregnant within, what, a couple of days or a week of each other? Yeah. What are I the mean, odds of that? With twins, actually, it's pretty good because I looked that up. Really? Yeah, I looked that up. It's actually not uncommon for huh. twins to get pregnant in coinciding times. It's just this weird thing. I Look, God. When the Lord says it's time, it's time. I ain't asking for this preach now. I mean, look, I love him, but <laughs> wasn't asking for a sermon here. But look, we got one of my favorites back on NXT, mm-hmm. the Velveteen Dream. He by far and away is, was, look, I'm ready for him to get back into action. I'm happy that he's back. Uh, I missed him. AEW, I mean, AEW, NXT. <laughs> NXT well, AEW him. would love to have him too. But NXT needed him. Oh, yeah. No, I don't disagree with that at By all. By far and away, NXT needed him. And I could see uh, it's very predictable what where he's about to go, what's about to take place. Actually, uh, with him, uh, Tomasa Ciampa, Keith Lee, there's going to be some sort of merger with them, but they needed him back. And I'm happy that he came back. And I love the fact that you catch. I love the fact that uh, Velveteen always gives respect to the history of pro wrestling. He gave a great nod to Ravishing Rick Rude. Yes, I thought that was fantastic. And... Look, it was great to see him back. They've been missing him. He he brings a certain charisma that really nobody else on the NXT roster has. I mean, it's a certain it's that over the top gimmick. I mean, the, a lot of what NXT is right now, and it's not a bad thing. It's still enjoyable. I still love to watch it, but it's it has that glorified indie feel sometimes to it because you've got guys like the Undisputed Era. There's nothing over the top there. There's the Adam Cole baby part of the entrance. And that's about all that's really over the top about Undisputed Era. There's not really anything over the top about Johnny Gargano or Tommaso Ciampa. Keith Lee's got extra charisma, but even then it's not that over the top. They were lacking that one guy that's gimmick is just incredible, and that's Velveteen Dream. It was great to see him back. I know he's been on the shelf for a little bit. I think he had some type of an injury, but it's good to see him back. They really needed him, and... If they go where where I think they're going, and if you do get the dream Roderick Strong match at uh, the next takeover and next Sunday in Portland, that's going to be one heck of a card. It's going to be really stacked. I hope that they don't pull him up too soon. I hope that they don't make the decision, they don't make the call where— Pull up? I thought they were equal brands now. It's not, and we know it's not. Let's not—let's stop sitting here pretending this. It's not an equal brand. And I want to talk about that coming up here shortly because I want to discuss. Uh, we'll probably get to that in the next segment because I do want to discuss a direction that they're going in and if it's a slight to someone and if it's a big step back. But I hope they don't look to take the Velveteen Dream and pull him somewhere else to try and have him used there because ultimately what you're looking at, as reports have come out and rumors are coming out, that obviously we're coming up to time where it'll be ne- time for the next cut for superstars who will be cut from the WWE main roster. More and more people are asking for their releases. They're not signing the extension contracts. And ultimately, they're going to have to start to pilfer from NXT because keeping in mind, you're still going to have to satisfy this partnership with Fox, more of this partnership with USA and Raw that has been the flagship for the, for the flagship and one of the brands for this station for quite some time. You're going to have to start to look from that. And I think Velveteen Dream very easily, if he's not, then it would go to a theory that I have that I will share with you off air because I won't share it on air because it literally could get us sued. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, But it it would lead to the theory of what I have. 
And I think he's one of those individuals that they could easily look for to say, we'll pull him up, and he could just get lost in the mix. Oh, I think no doubt that he would probably most definitely get lost in the mix, unless a guy like Paul Heyman's sitting there eyeing him saying, you know, this guy, I want to book this guy on Raw. And when typically when Paul Heyman picks a guy that he likes, as long as he can be, you know, especially when he's writing creative, he usually at least gets that person into the mix. You look at what... Where Ricochet is right now, he's getting a WWE world title shot at the uh, Saudi Arabia show in a few weeks. So, I mean, obviously Paul Heyman's having his way there. If he likes a guy like Velveteen Dream, maybe he's got a shot there. I just don't know what you would get from him on SmackDown. Maybe he, he works out there or not. I think he's not the only guy they're going to be looking at. They're going to be looking at someone like Keith Lee, who have already pushed hard through Survivor Series and has been really impressive and looked strong in the Royal Rumble. You, they're uh, clearly, with where they're going with the women's division, they've got their eye on Shayna Baszler. they got their eye on Rhea Ripley. So, you know, you're going to start seeing some of these NXT people get slid over to the other brands, not elevated, if you want to believe them that they're equal brands. So we'll see. I don't. Keith Lee's one that I would hope to see get pushed. I hope, but I don't think it's going to happen yet. I would hope, and I believe, and we talk, and we tweeted about this, where when I look at Keith Lee, I keep seeing even so much so to where, um, where oh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, who he's going to face at Takeover? Do- the- Donovan or Dominic Dijakovic? Yeah, him. if you could say his name, you know, it's a lot. His name was easier to say when he was Donovan Dijak at ROH. They made it more complicated. They added he- way too many more letters. <laughs> way to too it. many syllables. I can't handle yeah. it. I'm from the South. I can't handle pronouncing that name. You said it. I didn't. I'm just I saying. I'm you, a southern boy. I want no none of this pointed back at me <laughs> that the northerner, the guy with the Yankees hat on. But that Dominic Devakovic, when it came out, the fact that basically you made the announcement of the match without the microphone. Those are those little nuances that you got to know that when, when whether it be Triple H, whether it be Paul Heyman, that he's going to look at and say, okay, you, you kind of botched that one a little bit, bro. Grab the microphone. Have the mic ready to go. Because you could hear it, but you really couldn't. And I think it'll be one of those little things that those little nuances that will hold them off from getting there. On top of all of that, I love the athleticism of Keith Lee, but I think he's one moonsault away and, you know, a dislocated shoulder. And now we got one of our big guys on the shelf that we had a push for. And and I think that's the part where old man Vince gets involved with it, saying, you know what? I, I can't trust him just yet. Well, that doesn't mean that he just still doesn't get the call oh, to go one of the other two brands. Maybe they don't push him into the world title picture. Maybe he's just a featured talent and, okay, well, we have him for a little while and if he gets hurt, well, uh, unfortunate. If he hangs around, doesn't get hurt, okay, well, he hangs around and we can feature him more and the more and more he stays healthy, the more and more trust they get in him. But I still see him. They've got plans for him. Yeah, I, I hope not. And part of it because, once again, I can see him being another big guy lost in the shuffle. Oh, sure. And, and unless you're going to do something where he almost partners with someone – and comes out like like Big E did. Big E started off with with uh, Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee. Big E is an amazing talent, and I'm actually quite shocked. And I'm I'm hoping he gets the day where he gets more world title shots. But I had one question that I wanted to ask you before we go to break. Charlotte Flair, Road Dog, and I were discussing this. Charlotte Flair has an opportunity, and she's been challenged and called out. And ultimately, it's for the NXT Women's Division Championship. Is it a slight to her? Is she taking a step down or is she taking a step forward? I think it's not a step down for her. I think it's a step up for the NXT women's title. I think, again, this is their way. They like 
they it's a step up for Rhea Ripley too. They're seeing they're impressed with what she's been able to do. They like what is happening in the NXT women's division. They just they look at the situation right now. I think the situation's created it. You look at who can what did Jersey can, Shore have to do with this? <laughs> well, how, really, how did he the get situation. Involved? How did he get involved with yeah. it? When's well, he got I, signed? Know, I, I, I'm sure Impact tried to sign him back in the day. In developmental Robbie, now, and I don't know it. I mean, it could be. Why not? I mean, he was in pretty good shape, right? Didn't, so, didn't he go to jail? <laughs> you know what? I think he did. I, I I don't fully remember that, but I'm pretty sure he did. And I think I he think gained you're right some about weight. That. I think he went to jail again. I don't think he has muscles anymore. I think he, he don't. Most people go to jail and they work out while they're in there and they get in better shape, or does that just not work out? I thought I think I thought only. They only I guess did it depends on what jail you go to. If he went to one of the padded, you know, the ones where. They say it's like the country club or whatever. Well, Martha that's... Stewart didn't get any muscles. <laughs> it's Martha Stewart. She just got street cred. She does. She's a felon. <laughs> but look, no, I don't think it's a step down for Charlotte. There's a situation that called for it. You look at who sh- who could she face. They put themselves in the situation by having Charlotte win in the first place. She could face Becky Lynch. We've seen it over and over again. We don't need to see it again. Or she could face Bailey. We've seen it over and over again. And who else? Can you put the belt on on SmackDown? That would be a good challenger for Charlotte. I don't think there is one. I think it was more of just a matchup situation where you look at it. All right, Charlotte, Rhea Ripley's been really impressive in NXT. We want to elevate that brand. It gets it more exposure. That allows her to show up on NXT now. And it's good promotion for it leading into WrestleMania. And that helps. Ultimately, it's another way to kind of help NXT on USA. So, I don't think think it's a bad thing really for anybody all around because it gives Charlotte a new opponent. Now, do we really believe that they would put the belt on her? No. Here's where I'll go the opposite of that. Ooh. I'm going to say yes. Really? I don't think it would be for long, though. Here's why I say that. I'm going to go a little bit real life. We obviously know Charlotte Flair is engaged to Andrade. At some point in time, a wedding's going to happen. The thing about NXT and that what a lot of the NXT superstars like, the travel isn't as grueling as with the other two brands that are out there for WWE, SmackDown and Raw. They put the belt on her for a short while till she drops it, and then she goes to her wedding, her honeymoon, takes the break, and then comes back and back at the main roster, and it gives them a chance to let stories develop and that they can put her in a different position. Yeah, I don't I don't see them doing that. And that gives them the opportunity to pull Rhea Ripley up and give Rhea, Rhea the opportunity to go after Becky Lynch. Well, because now the rumors are true. I mean, we're looking potentially at Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler for a WrestleMania match. Would it be Rhea going after Shayna again? Or can you get some legs out of Shayna versus Becky Lynch to the point you don't need to pull up Rhea Ripley just yet or over? I think think they're going to look to try and do that as quickly. What about Rhea Ripley making her way to SmackDown and being the one to go after Bailey? Well, if the rumors are true, when Sasha Banks returns, it'll be Sasha taking on Bailey. That team is going to be split apart, and that's the direction we're going to go. We'll Ugh. continue this conversation, and we're going to talk a little Ugh. bit more as we go over the top rope. Vince can't be happy with a lot of the way, the lot of directions that the company's going right now, and I'm not just talking about in the ring. Also, we're going to have a special call in. It, I'm hope I'm not teasing this wrong because he better call in. If he doesn't, I'm never mentioning his name ever again. You're listening to the finishing move on the Atlanta Sports X live from Cobb County. Big John Radcliffe, Chris Colwell, the bearded. Man of many names on the Atlanta Sports X, 1230 AM, 1063 FM.
Live from Cobb County and covering everything that you love about Atlanta. We start the day with home team in Hamilton at 9 a.m. as they bounce around the ATL with all the big local stories. Then at noon, it's the cheap seats with Tug Coward and Hudson Mason. And trust us, it takes an Atlanta radio veteran like Tug to keep that bulldog on the rails. And then at 3, it's the man, Mark Zeno on A to Z. Zeno is closing out the afternoon with his take on the day's stories and opinions about sports that you probably won't agree with. Add in Chuck and Chernoff on Bugged Hour from 6 to 7 p.m. The Mounts of the South on the finishing move on Thursdays. And you've got a lineup unlike any other. This is Atlanta's Sports X. Every rim rattling dunk. Keeps the lane and he jams it down over Williamson. Every clutch three. This is the right wing three. Yes, sir! And every unforgettable moment. Into the lane. Plays off. Takes back the dunk. One second to go. Yellow Jacket basketball lives here. Georgia Tech stuns North Carolina State in the regular season finale. Catch the Yellow Jackets all season only here on The Fan. If you have kids or pets, sooner or later you'll need new carpet. And right now, the Home Depot has you covered. With an unbeatable selection of carpet that walks the walk, in-store, or even easier, online. Durable and low-maintenance, pet-proof, life-proof, and right now, installed for free. It's a good time to be a doer, thanks to free carpet installation at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. $599 minimum purchase of a dollar or more per square foot. Ballot through May 6, U.S. only. Braves country. The fan and the sports ex are ready. Are you? 1-1 to Acuna. He sends one soaring. Deep left field. Way back to the wall and gone! And while every other station seemed to skip the trip, the fan will be live from Northport for every single moment. This is the fan. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move. Talking all things wrestling on the X. Welcome back to The Finishing Move. Live from Cobb County, Big John Rascal, along with my tag team partner, Chris Cola, Adam Gillespie. He's off taking business, working hard, as we know that he has a tendency to. He's sitting on a beach somewhere with his feet propped up. He's drinking a tequila or something. I don't know what a tequila is. He's drinking a margarita or something. He's just chilling. You know, that's slander. You're right. Yeah, that's slander. You know what? I want to. I want to apologize. He is working hard. He's a hardworking man. You don't even mean it. That's not. That's not <laughs> I'm sure he'll be back next week, and one of the two of us will not. No, it's you. I'll be here. I'm one that's all. I'm. I'm the glue that holds this ship together. Yeah. I mean, there's probably more of a chance that I would be the one not here next week. Uh, I'm the Kofi Kingston to to my Biggie and to my Xavier Woods. I don't know. There was a recent time where it was just me and Road Dog here. It's one of the rare times it's just been me and him. I was actually figuring that we would get kicked off the air about halfway through the show, but we made it. Which, by the way, I, let, let's discuss that. Who was running? Uh, let's pull the curtain back here, obviously, <laughs> and, and wrestling and, and radio a little bit here. As we sit here, Colwell is in the studio. I'm actually behind the glass, running board. Uh, I multitask. Who ran board that night? That would be me. Why didn't you answer the phone? Oh, so that was you calling in. I'm calling like crazy, like, oh, yeah, I'll call in, I'll call in. I got a free minute. I'm getting away. I can call in. I'm calling in, calling in, calling in, calling in, calling uh, in. All I said was a Mr. Reynolds was calling in. That's all I know. Yeah, answer the phone. Why are you? What is I don't know who Mr. Are Reynolds is. Are you expecting a bill collector? <laughs> Some guy named Reynolds. What are you? What, what are you? Who is Reynolds, though? Oh, I don't know who Reynolds Why don't you answer the phone? <laughs> Look, 
And if you're listening, you want to call in 404-741-1230. I'll answer the phone. 404-741-1230. While he talks, it'll be really impressive. It's happened before. I've done it before. Evidently, if uh, B-Dub calls in, I'm going to have to do that. Well, I'll carry the show while you take care of those things. You got to make sure he's who he says he is and no, you put don't. him through the screening processes. So, No, you don't. No? Okay. Right, right. now, we are welcoming callers. People should be. You should be careful with that. What? Welcoming callers? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want anyone to call in? No, I want people to call in, but you should be careful with you know, just how many people you, you ask to come in and just tell them that they can have free will over our show. If someone wants to call in and talk wrestling, we're going to talk about wrestling. I'm okay with that, but you need to make sure. No, no. They're on the up and up. That's what, This is why you direct them to where you're trying to go. You lead them down the direction of where you're trying to take. Hey, caller, what's your name? Hey, there's Joe. I'm just Joe, trying to prevent you... the proverbial prank caller that's just going to hang up on us. Joe, where, where you call, what do you want to call about? I want to talk about Braves. Great. Joe, hey, let me ask you a quick question. Who would you like from AEW to throw out first pitch during this Braves game as AEW comes to town? What's AEW? All right, Joe, we got to go. Thanks for calling, buddy. Bye. That's how you direct the call, the phone conversation. It's Radio 101, you ladies and gentlemen. You know what? Everybody call in. Call in. Call into the show. Let's have, let's have a full free-for-all. Isn't your wife listening? She is. Mrs. Caldwell, if you're listening, 404-741-1230. She's already been a, 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 an actual person who has appeared on this show Oh, before. so you answered for her, but you didn't answer for me. I have to. I'm married to her. My name's in the jingle. <laughs> it's in the open. It said Mr. Reynolds. That didn't say Mr. Radcliffe. It would have said Mr. Reynolds if she called in. Oh, goodness gracious. Don't we have a segment to do here or something? This segment is Radio 101 and how, <laughs> not, to leave, how not to leave your tag team partner and your co-host off the show. But before we go into break, we were talking about the women's division of wrestling. And I have a question for you. I saw it out there earlier and I wanted to know, are you tired of the man Becky Lynch yet? No, I'm not. I, I think who is I think Corey Graves said on his podcast the other day that he thought that maybe she had peaked a little bit and maybe her popularity wasn't quite there. And that may be true, but I'm still enjoying the, the character. What I don't enjoy is when she <laughs> they don't book her in situations for, what was it, like three months between title defenses? Yeah. That I hate. I hate her lack of opponents. They booked themselves to a situation where you've got this great baby face champion and nobody to face her. It's staying 1990 all oh, over good. again. This with you in the 90s references. <laughs> Which, by the way, we put the number out there. It's kind of like Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. Chad from Hawaii. Chad, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, guys. How's it going? How's it going, going on, Chad? Man? Aloha. <laughs> Glad to be able to catch you guys for, for me this afternoon. Um, what do you call it? I, I hear Hulk Hogan is going to go to uh, Saudi Arabia. Boy, oh. and he's He's going to wrestle in a championship match or something? I really hope not, because, Chad, I'm <laughs> not, if Hulk Hogan gets in another ring and tries to wrestle ever again, I have some serious issues with that. Right. That's what I, exactly what I was thinking. But uh, I forgot where I read it at or something. But I, Didn't you guys mention? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that briefly, where Hulk Hogan will be in. Now, who I am looking forward to getting in the ring, evidently, oh, one one portion of our tag team here, Road Dog, he's actually going up to Nashville and he's going to do a little wrestling training. So I'm hoping that he gets slammed through a mat or through a table or something. Oh, oh wow, that'll be interesting. But but yeah, but hey, thanks for taking my call. Guys. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, thanks for calling. Thanks for Aloha, brother. 
See? You put How the about number- that? You know what? Chad is a good fan of the show. He is constantly on our Twitter Kind of going back and forth with us. He is a he's he's clearly our number one fan. Chad's a P one brother. Yes, he is. Well, you know what? I really appreciate his call. And look, maybe he if they do another one of those super battle royals that they do every time they go to Saudi Arabia, maybe Hulk Hogan's going to wrestle in that. He wouldn't have to take any bumps. One clothesline to eliminate one person, he wins. Everybody goes home happy, brother. Do if they go over to Saudi Arabia again. Do they play the I am a real American music when he comes out? <laughs> I am a real Saudi Arabian. Whoa. Would that work? <laughs> We're going to go over the top rope before you get us taken off air. I have no clue where Mr. Caldwell was going with that statement, but it's I'm great. just saying, would they modify it to cater to the crowd? No! I'm just saying. No. Would Rick Derringer re-record the song? Well, if you did that, you know the problem that you run into, which the WWE is already facing a problem, where the fourth quarter numbers are in and their <laughs> stock is down? You want to see it go even further? <laughs> Be a great time to buy some because one, oh. one of the things WWE does is rebound very well. But for the first time in a long time, their stock has gone down. Now, keeping in mind, just last week, two of their top executives, they left WWE. Now, I'm still trying to figure out what might be the cause of this, and I don't know if it's because we've gotten so many options in terms of wrestling that maybe maybe AEW is becoming a concern and a true factor that someone's thinking maybe there are other options. I don't know. I can't figure it out. I keep coming up with wild speculations, and I still don't have one. Well, you got to remember, you're talking about stocks, uh, shareholders here who are looking at it from a business standpoint, and any time a company has any kind of shakeup at the top, which is essentially what happened. That's going to lead to lead to concerns, and, and I think the shareholders from the get go have been a little nervous about Vince McMahon's little escapade into bringing back the XFL, which launches this weekend officially, by the way. Um, and look, they're worried that it's going to bleed over, and the XFL, you know, the WWE's going to end up supporting the XFL when it doesn't succeed, which probably won't, but we'll see. Either but the w- XFL is its own individual entity, and he has emphasized that in in. Uh, uh, Conference calls after conference calls, these media uh, things with these uh, quarter uh, quarterly announcements. And look, I, they're worried. Obviously, there's concern there. There's concern that the numbers were down. There's, I mean, Vince addressed it himself in the actual uh, conference call that you know there's it's getting more competitive in the streaming market now. You've got all these different uh, channels and companies that are coming up. Disney Plus. You've got Showtime and HBO and. I mean, so many different channels now that are having their own version of streaming platforms that not just compete with Netflix, but ultimately compete with the WWE Network. And seeing the numbers down for them a little bit has, I think, shareholders concerned there as well. But I think what WWE is going to have to do in terms of their streaming platform, and I thought about this, WWE is going to have to find a way to really make some more exclusive programming for the network where you look at Disney plus and the Mandalorian, what it has done and the partnership with Disney owning ESPN and and other venues. I think WWE at some point in time, it's going to have to partner with some other venues and some other outlets. Why can't it partner with ESPN? That's a major partner of theirs at Jonathan coachman. That's why you hear so much on there. And when they talk about it, I think that's, and now when you order uh, the WWE network, you get ESPN as well, or ESPN Plus, or whatever you want to call it. I think those little things, is because we're wrestling fans. We love wrestling in its purest form. 
but there's so many different ways to see a pay-per-view. There's so many different ways to watch Raw, SmackDown. And when NXT was there, at least you had and you wanted to go there for it. I don't have the desire to go see Ride Along on on the network. I will sometimes, just because I'm a, I'm a historian of wrestling, I do like Table for Three, but they haven't even done a quality Table for Three in quite some time. It's normally something that is centered more so around WrestleMania. They've got to figure out a way to add more exclusive programming to it if they want to spark a little more interest. Well, in. I don't, I don't disagree with that one bit. And I mean, they've tried since the existence of the existence of the network. They've tried to work in new things. They did the thing with Legends with JBL, which I thought that was a very fascinating interview style segment or a show that they did. They tried to do different things, and they never seemed to last. And it's like they give up on them too quickly. You need a good variety of original content to make people want to tune into it. But, you know, Vince talked about it himself in the conference call that they may be exploring some opportunities. You mentioned, like, partnering with an ESPN. Whether it be, okay, we're going to join up with Amazon and, you know, some other company and we'll do the bundle thing. Or whether it's, hey, we're going to take some of our programming here from WWE and we're going to allow it to be available on ESPN+. Plus. Maybe they partner that way. Maybe ESPN+, Plus ends up being like the WWE, like they do with UFC. Maybe the content on WWE Network becomes available through ESPN. You have to subscribe to ESPN instead. I don't know where they're going with that, but Vince said that they are looking at, as he calls them, the majors, so the bigger over-the-top platforms that are out there. They're exploring any opportunity they can to try to monetize the WWE Network a lot more. Now, one of the things I will say the WWE might need to add a little bit of a tweak to, and this is just me. I'm speaking as a parent. I'm speaking as someone who sat and will watch SmackDown from time to time with my son. That PG-13 rating has become R in terms of language more and more. Oh, I don't disagree with that at all. Where literally the start of SmackDown, Roman Reigns coming out with the Usos. And look, this is just me. I'm speaking as a parent. I might be the only one. And I'm not saying this. I'm not going as far as where... uh, you know, we've had the people who have had major issues about it with uh, the Super Bowl, with the halftime show, and you can turn the channel. I did turn the channel. That's just me. I turned the channel. But now in that scenario of here, the generation that you have, and I know the WWE, it's for kids. We want it for the children. The grownups of us who have smaller children who want to watch it with them are turning the channel now and maybe going back, finding other ways, watching it later where you're not getting the ratings and things of that nature because that that rating is starting to shift. It's starting to change, and that's the thing that if you're going to do it, go all the way with it. I have no problem with whatever direction you choose. I still have the right to figure out what I want to do, but let's not make it to a point where it's just over the top. No, I'm with you on that. I mean, he says in the, the coverage call that, you know, AEW has not influenced how we're doing our storyline direction, and we're not going to be edgier, but in a way, they already have been. Correct. And I think he's right and wrong, though, because well, I don't think that they need to go all the way to being some, you know, the biggest example of a company that's really pushing the, the storylines. You don't want to talk about them because you never watch them anymore, but Impact Wrestling Impact is probably wrestling. the most extreme company out there as far as their storylines right Wasn't now. Wasn't that once their name, too? Extreme Wrestling or something? No, They've they- had like 16 names. <laughs> They've had more names than you have. That's true. That's true. At Bearded Colwell on Twitter, by the way. Now, and it's staying week. that way. This week. Staying that way. But they don't need to do that. They, they There needs to be the big company out there that does cater to the kids because that ultimately is a huge part 
of the wrestling audience. I see no problem with that. I'm with you. You know, when that time comes in the future for me, I want to be able to watch wrestling with my kids, and I want to be able to not have to screen the program before I let them watch it. If you're going to be the company that is for the kids, then you need to stay that way. I think if you're going to push it a little bit, I don't think it needs to happen on Monday nights. I don't think it needs to happen on Thursday nights or Friday nights, rather. I think if you're going to push it a little bit, do it on pay-per-view. Do it on the exactly. WWE Network and do it on, let NXT be that brand that pushes it a little bit. I got no problem letting my, you know, let my kid watch Raw or SmackDown and not letting them watch NXT because I'm not quite ready for them to be able to watch that because they're not old enough, but I'll watch that on my own. It's fine. They still get their wrestling fix, too. I think you just got to be smart in how you do it. And that's one of the difficulties, and I know it's a challenge for them, but it is one of the things that you also have to do. Now, one of the things we talked about last week, because she's been conspicuous by her absence, is Sasha Banks. Where is she? Well, evidently on social media, she really, truly suffered an ankle injury. When Lacey Evans, she took her out with an with a ankle move, basically, she actually injured Sasha Banks, according to her Instagram account. And she's healing up, and she wants to come back better than ever. But one of the dangers that comes with that that we spoke of earlier, Sasha Banks is very injury prone. And could this be one of the hindrances from her truly getting back in title contention? You know what Sasha Banks needs to do? Get she stronger needs, ankles? She needs to go back to NXT. And I say that because she won't have to be on the road doing the weekend shows like she has been for the Raw or SmackDown brand. She's at this point in her career, she you get to a point where you're so banged up that unfortunately your body just kind of falls apart on you a lot. And I don't know that Sasha Banks is ever going to be injury free ever again in her career, especially, you know, she's, she's one of the smaller one of the women's uh, evolution girls that came up. She is just, you know, the way she wrestles, her style is going to put a bigger pounding on her body. Unfortunately, it's not going to hold up. And that's why she's not getting those pushes. Sure. You could put her in the title picture, but she's never going to win that title again. And that's one of the problems that, you know, I think ultimately we saw with Finn Balor. With Finn Balor, it wasn't his fault, but that buckle bomb from Seth Rollins, where he was truthfully our first Universal Champion, and now ultimately where you who have... Who remembers the, that? I do. I just made mention of it. Uh, I do too, me? but I'm just saying overall, who remembers that? Exactly. And he kind of got lost in the sauce. He kind of got lost in the mix a little bit, and I think that's one of the challenges that WWE, at some point, they're going to have to figure out a way to, to work with it, if not... Then ultimately, what are you going to do? Take some of your top stars, some of your more overstars because of the way that they wrestle and ship them, let's just say it, back down to uh, NXT. Because let's you look at it. We made mention of him earlier as he has a, a title shot. Ricochet. Ricochet is always just one move away from sure. being injured. Let's, uh, Kevin Owens, as athletic as he is, he's still a big guy that flies through the air sometimes. My heart, Samoa Joe. My heart sinks a little bit. Samoa doesn't fly as much as he used to. No, but his injuries now are kind of are a mounting result. up. Oh, well, and they're a result of what he did earlier in his career when he did fly. When he was, you know, he's a bigger guy than he was earlier in his career, and he could do a lot more of that, but even then he was a big guy. And the injuries, unfortunately, mounted up, and that's where he is now. Correct. So hopefully Sasha Banks will be back sooner rather than later because I think the women's division truthfully does need her. Now I am excited that we did get Naomi back. I am a fan of Naomi. I love the athleticism that she has. I'm excited that she has returned. Also, she has to pay off on a bet. 
Her and King Corbin made a bet on Twitter. As King Corbin, he's a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Naomi, she's a San Francisco 49ers fan. If you watch the Super Bowl or you listen to the Atlanta SportsX and you've downloaded the SportsX app where you can get a Google's and Google and iTunes store, tap that app and you've heard us talk about the results of the Super Bowl. Do what now? Tap that app. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't say what you think I said. I'm not hitting the dump button. Okay, good job. Uh, she has to pay off a bet and she has to do a video where she has to bow down to King Corbin and say that she pledges her loyalty to the king. Do you like the fact that now wrestling has gone? I'm going to just say they've broken down the fourth wall, broken that barrier, and they let themselves be normalized a little bit. No, I love that. It's the realism in wrestling that we, I mean, as fans, I think we've all enjoyed that a lot more, really, since, I mean, the Monday Night Wars, Eric Bischoff kind of brought that in with the NWO storyline. It was more realistic compared to the cartoonish stuff, and we've liked it ever since. We don't want... We're more interested. That's why we love the dirt sheets and we love these wrestling websites. You hear about this stuff. It's more interesting than what some writer can come up with that's completely fiction. Twitter has been one of the best things for wrestling. It's allowed somebody like Becky Lynch to get herself over by, I mean, more or less letting her frustration out on the uh, on Twitter and on social media and the fans rally behind her. It's wonderful what social media has been able to do for the wrestling business because it's brought in that realism that has been able to carry over to the on-air product as well. So you mean to tell me you wouldn't follow a dunk, Doink the Clown if he were on Twitter? Uh, which version? Any of them. You wouldn't follow... Uh, well, one of At least one of them's dead. So you wouldn't follow the Bushwhackers if they were on Twitter? Do they know how to work Twitter? See, now you're speculating once again. We we have to. Well, you got to. There's there's the age gap too. Now we got to keep our journalistic. It's like asking asking my grandmother to go on Twitter. It's not going to happen. She barely handles a phone. Whoa! I'm just stating a fact. Taking shots at grandma. What did she do to you? I love my grandma. Taking shots at at Gillespie. You're taking shots at grandma. What did they do to you? I mean, maybe I'm the heel of the show. I don't know. Grief. Well, we want to say congratulations. We made mention of it earlier to the Bella Twins as they are both pregnant. But also, Maria and Mike Canellis welcome their second child into the world. Congratulations, Canellises. Hopefully, I think this might actually kind of be the beginning of the end of their time in WWE. I, I don't. Mike Canellis, he's va- vastly underutilized. I think they had that brief little stint where you showed them where they uh, went for the 24 7, 36 80, 24 94, 74 74. Wait, that title still exists? Uh, yeah, who? Um, Mojo. Mojo Rawley has it. No. Now, I can't figure I out. I must just block that out when I see it on Raw. Actually, Mojo was kind of legitimizing it a little bit more. It's a little less cartoonish than when uh, when uh, our truth had it. But now there's two titles that I, I want to make mention of that did they disappear? And that's the women's tag team belts. If you've noticed, they haven't been carried lately. And I haven't gone to the website to see if they actually still exist there. Is well, I know Asuka wore her, her title out for the Raw title match at the Royal Rumble. So That was the Rumble. She was also on Monday Night Raw. Well, I don't know. I mean, we're at the, what, one year, almost the one-year anniversary of the introduction or introduction. Introduction? Of- <laughs> Allow <laughs> me to <word>. introduce them? <laughs> introduction of the women's tag team title. So, I mean, maybe they got a year out of it and it's over. Look, there's no women to contend for it. Why not? Get rid of it. Get rid of the men's tag titles too. Get rid of tag team wrestling in WWE. You know the Dudley Long's not around anymore. You don't need tag team matches. You know I hope the Dudley Boys come on here one day, and I want you to say that when the Dudley Boys are sitting in there. I'm pretty sure Bully Ray would agree with me that the tag division is terrible in WWE. I I think they disagree. 
I, I don't think, think so. Vaughn would disagree with you too. Well, and he would, he's a homer though because he works for WWE. Very true. <laughs> Got me on that one. Yep. All right. Well, coming up, it's one of my favorite second second segments of the show. It's time for the go home show, and I think B Dub. He, he no, might. he's calling in. So. Maybe you want to come over here and run the board, and you can ignore his call like you ignored mine last week. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, so you, you just ignored mine. You don't want to ignore anyone else. Well, huh? this was pre-planned. You didn't warn me. It's a caller. It said, "Mr. Reynolds, you're here for the. I you're don't here know for who the Mr. Listeners. Reynolds is. This isn't just for you to you and Adam to talk to each other. If one portion of the team calls in, you let you answer." If they download the SportsX app, you know one of the cool features on it? If you tap call, it calls right up to the station. Oh, that's pretty cool. Shoot, you don't even have the app. I do have the app. No, then you I never do. use it. But I'm on the air. I don't have to call in. You're not here all the time. Yeah, but I'm working. But you can listen I'm to I'm preparing all the, for this show. You can all listen the time. to all, all the fine programming that comes here on the SportsX. That I could do. You're horrible. You're listening to the Sports Sex, 1230 AM, 106.3 FM. Home Team and Hamilton, weekdays from 9 AM to noon. I don't want to use a good book for, for these kinds of purposes. Rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. Let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Proverbs. Five, eighteen through nineteen. Oh, Tim, Randy Lee. Let all <laughs> you know of God's saying? people say, hey, "Amen." Amen. I know that's right. I'm going to laugh at you in a very, very good way. <laughs> you, you knew immediately where that scripture was. <laughs> this is the Sports X. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. Dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. Over 95% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2019 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Hey guys, Hudson Mason here for Grassroots Turf, and spring is right around the corner. And what I've learned as a homeowner is what you do now will determine how your lawn looks this spring. Why is Grassroots Turf the best in the industry when it comes to service? Well, because number one, if you see weeds in your yard, just give them a call. They'll come out for free. It's called the weed-free guarantee. And number two is the video recorded treatments that provides peace of mind for you that your lawn is being taken care of. See why they're the best service company ever at grassrootsturf.com. That's grassrootsturf.com. Braves country. The fan and the sports ex are ready. Are you? One one to Acuna. He sends one soaring. Deep left field. Way back to the wall and gone! And while every other station seemed to skip the trip, the fan will be live from Northport for every single moment. This is the fan. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move with the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe on the X. You're listening to The Finishing Move live from Cobb County, 1230 AM, 106.3 FM on the Atlanta SportsX. Big John Radcliffe along with my tag team partner, Chris Colwell, the bearded board op. Nah, I'm not even going through all those names anymore. And Chris, I told you he would call. You just got to give out the number enough. You didn't give out the number enough. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure you were the one giving out the number. And I'm even gracious enough to answer the phone because you didn't answer the phone when I tried to call in. Well, you know what? I didn't I didn't know that you had a lot to add last week, so I wanted to give you a week off. Or whenever that was. Two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. You don't even know when it was. I don't even <laughs> believe it happened anymore. At this point in time, I'm starting to think it might be something you made up. I'm confused. That for sure. <laughs> Maybe this guy will give us more insight. Maybe this guy will give us more inf- information. I know he always brings a ton of information. It is... Friend of the show, sometimes co-host of the show, and sometimes more useful than the other two lumps that I work on this show with. <laughs> B-Dub, what's happening, man? What's going on, guys? How's everybody doing tonight? Good, brother. How you doing? Doing well, man. Getting excited. we got a big show coming up tomorrow night in Canton. So tell us, what's going on with Southern Honor Wrestling? And for those of you guys who haven't been up there, Brandon Benefield, first of all, he's a part of the Mean Street Podcast. They yes, actually sir. took in the New Japan event that was going on over here at the Roxy this past weekend. And yeah. also, he's going to give us a little bit more on what's going on with Southern Honor, brother. So Southern Honor Wrestling, as you guys know, we run the first Friday of every single month up in Canton, Georgia, 261 Marietta Road. It's called the Action Building. And tomorrow night, we have SHW 17, and the card is stacked as always. We've got two big championship matches. Uh, where do you guys want me to start? You know we want championships first. Go, the, go, the, go the big uh, debut of the tag team titles, man. All right, there we go. So just you just heard the bearded wrestling fan say it just now. This is the inaugural tag team championship match. Uh, you got two teams. You got Matt and Joey Lynch, and then you've got not yet rated, which is Jordan Kingsley and uh, Kevin Ryan, and they're going to be fighting inside a steel cage. It's going to be the first ever steel cage match in SHW history. And on top of that, it's for the first ever SHW champions. So it's going to be awesome. And uh, just recently, uh, go to Southern Honor Wrestling's Facebook page. We just released a picture uh, a day or two ago of the tag team title belts. And, man, do they look good. Yeah, I saw saw them on there earlier. Those are sharp-looking titles. I'm looking forward to seeing what that cage match is going to be like. That's going to be really impressive. I I love tag team matches inside a steel cage. It's kind of that old-school feel to it of the NWA back in the day, so I love what y'all are doing with that. I haven't been filled in on the rules exactly. Here's the thing. The ceiling in the action building is kind of low, so I don't know that people will be trying to escape over the top. They could. But uh, it might be a tight squeeze. I'm not sure how that's going to work. But it may be just escape out the door or pinfall or submission in the ring. I'm not quite sure yet. I'll find out tomorrow night before the show. But uh, it's going to be awesome. And on top of that, we do have a championship match for the SHW title, who is uh, it's currently being held by Corey Hollis. And he'll be facing fan favorite, the Prince of Petty, Ashton Starr, going up for the title tomorrow night. So that's going to be a good one. Well, Corey Hollis is one of the biggest heels in the company, am I right? You are right. Not only that, but uh, he wrestles in several promotions throughout Georgia, and I'd say he's the biggest heel anywhere he goes. And he's actually the leader of this little faction called Lethal Poison. Uh, It's made up of him. Corey Hollis is the leader, and he's got Brady Pierce and Michael Judas, who are two near-seven-footers, 300-pounders, two giant dudes that kind of watch his six at uh, every turn he makes. So uh, it should be interesting. I don't know if uh, Ashton is going to have anybody watching his back or not, so we'll see how that turns out. Gotcha. Well, quickly just run down the rest of the card. We got some, uh, I know Danny Jordan's in action and some other matches to go as well. That's right. Danny Jordan, she's a mainstay there at SHW. Of course, she's a part of the new era. She's also the real mean girl, and uh, if you get too close to her, she'll punch you in the face. I know firsthand. And Road uh, Dog's love interest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was kind of glad he wasn't here tonight because I was like, oh, why, why are you throwing him under the bus but... like that? 
<laughs> I'm throwing him under the bus. That's reality. He said that on air. It's true. That's a true story. I heard that a long time ago. Uh, but it'll be uh, Danny facing a newcomer to SHW named Catalina Perez, who I'm not super familiar with, but uh, rumor has it she's uh, making some waves here in uh, Georgia wrestling. So that should be a good match. Then you've got Owen Knight taking on Cam Carter, two, two guys who throughout the Southeast uh, have been – a lot of people say they're the most underrated wrestlers on the independent scene right now, and this might be the dark horse for match of the night. It's going to be Owen Knight, Cam Carter. Uh, we're all looking forward to that. We've also got uh, Gunnar Miller, who's going to be facing Sunny Days. Now, Sunny Days, you guys might remember, appeared at one of the Casino Battle Royals for uh, AEW uh, last year, and he's actually been missing in action for the last like three or four months. So this is his big return match. He'll be facing Gunnar Miller. And we've got Kyle Matthews facing David Ali, which is a rematch from last month. David Ali got the pin. by His feet might have been on the ropes, but uh, they got a rematch now. So Kyle Matthews is going to try and get some payback for that. But uh, also another big match is Sean Legacy taking on Joe Black. And if you guys didn't hear about this, Joe Black was – the main event last month uh, against William Huckabee, and they had a dog collar match. And this match went all over the place, and it ended in the parking lot. And actually, on top of a car, Joe Black gave the Falcon arrow to William Huckabee through the windshield of a freaking car in the parking lot. It was the craziest thing we've ever seen at SHW. So Joe Black will be in action taking on Sean Legacy. So those big seven matches, uh, and of course, topped off by those two championship matches I told you about uh, at the beginning. So it's going to be a big night, man. We're excited. Now, I also know one, you know, for those who don't know, you shared with us, when Southern Honor Wrestling has a big event, there's always a surprise guest. Can we get That's any true. behind the scenes, any tease to any surprise guest that might be showing up? So here's the thing. As the guys mentioned before, I'm one half of the commentary team there at SHW, and here's the thing. they don't. A lot of people always ask me, thinking I know the inside scoop or I know the storylines or whatever, and I'm like, look, guys, they don't tell me anything which I kind of prefer because I, I prefer to come off a little more genuine behind the announce table. Uh, so I'm just as shocked as the fans are. So I honestly don't know, but I can tell you that one of the kind of uh, adopted catchphrases for SHW is you never know who's going to show up. So there's no telling. I mean, we've had Kenny Omega. We've had Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, Big Cass, uh, uh, Jake the Snake, Duke the Dumpster Drozzy, David Arquette, former WCW champion of all people. Like, it's insane how many uh, random people are just showing up before. Um, but it's the place to be on a Friday night, the first Friday of every month in Canton, Georgia. And real quick, before uh, you guys let me go, I do want to mention, uh, SHW is now on IWTV, which is independentwrestling.tv. It's a streaming service where you can pick up hundreds of independent wrestling promotions all over the country. And SHW is now there, all of our shows in their entirety. And it's, I believe, $10 a month. But if you use the code SHW, you get your first five days for free. So you can get on there, binge all of our shows before tomorrow night, and then be all caught up and come to the show tomorrow. Doors open at 7, bell time at 8. Nice. That's good to hear, That man. sounds like a fun night. I may have to get started on that, actually. So you're telling yes, me sir. that... You know, the surprise guest won't be Colwell. I'm not going to come up there. Well, and nobody's going to show up for that. And running down hey, to the ring look, is Chris Colwell. I, I neither, they will get up and I leave. Neither, I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, look, guys. B-Dub, thank you. Like I said, you're always yes, more useful than these other two lumps I work with sometimes. But thank you so much, man. We'll get up there. We've got to check out some Southern Honor Wrestling. And you're always welcome here on The Finishing Move. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Later, brother. Later. 
See, if you answer the phone call well, you have a tendency to, you know, people will call in. What? I'm watching SmackDown. I just came on the TV in here. Oh, good grief. <laughs> you are just as bad as Gillespie. Roman Reigns is coming down. It's your favorite wrestler. You should be excited. How did you come to that conclusion? I, I don't know. It's been a long day. All right. Well, look, it's time for <laughs> us to wrap this up. It is time for us to get ready to go home. No, seriously, like it's not even a go-home show, a go-home moment. It's time for us to go home. You've been listening to The Finishing Move. Big John Radcliffe on behalf of my tag team partners, Chris Colwell, Adam Gillespie. Also, go to atlsportsx.com. Check out The uh, Finishing Move, the podcast, as well as all our old episodes that we've done here. They will live there. They will be there forever. You can hear what I'm talking about when I say these guys don't help me out. They don't help me do anything. I have to do all the heavy lifting all by myself as well as... And who puts those shows up there if you want to pull back the curtain actually i do and oh okay see i can kill it and by the way uh you can also find out all the many different names that chris colwell has had through the iteration of this of these shows thank you for listening to the finishing move we will be back next week you can catch us here every week from 7 to 8 p.m live from cobb county on the atlanta sports x 12 30 a.m and 106.3 fm